listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome back to Grave Discussions. I am your host, Barnabas. And I am your co-host, Samael. And welcome to episode 38, Scream Queen. (laughs) That's not the voice I had in mind when I wrote that down, but... Scream Queen. There you go. Yep. Today's episode is going to be all about the leading ladies of horror, the final girls, the Scream Queens. Yes, and I was sitting there pondering to myself, I was like... You know, we haven't talked about Scream Queens much. And like Mm -hmm. the past like 20 movies I've watched, The Survivor was a woman. So I was like, hey, let's talk about Scream Queens. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, it's kind of transforming now, but we'll we'll talk about that for sure. It's it's an interesting subject. I hope that you guys uh, all have a favorite Scream Queen. We're going to be talking about ours, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, we're going to jump into the news as always. But uh, before we do that... We uh, wanted to give a shout out, as always. Sports Radio Detroit. Yep, the SRD one and only. And uh, you can find them on all their social media. What do they got? They have a Twitter, they have a Facebook, and they have an Instagram. You could just look them up. Sports Radio Detroit, not Detroit Sports Radio. That's not us. Mm-hmm. Sports Radio Detroit, SRD. We are the one, the only, and the greatest. Yep, go check them out. And we're going to move right into the news here. And the first one is uh, probably the biggest bit of news to come out of this week. The Candyman spiritual successor sequel slash reboot, whatever you want to call it, uh, is confirmed. And it's set for a 2020 release date, uh, actually June 12th, 2020. So uh, it's happening. Jordan Peele right now is still attached as the producer. And he did... Uh, co-write the script and the director is going to be Nia DaCosta who is an up-and-coming director uh, she's done something called Little Woods I don't know what it is but but if you wanted to go check it out go for it but uh, I am excited about it you know we talked about it before I think Jordan Peele is a good choice I agree and uh, it sucks that we have to wait two years but I know it's going to be at least I hope it's going to be good so I think it is I mean Jordan Peele didn't let me down with Get Out, and mm. so, I mean, he's good, man. Like, yeah. Period. Yeah, I like him. There's, there's some haters on like even this article, which I don't even. That's get, let me but. let me let me address this too, because no one really talks about it. But the only people that have a problem with remakes are a bunch of jaded old guys. Mm who don't realize that the original movies weren't so great in the first place. Yeah, we can appreciate the old Candyman for what it was. We can appreciate old slashers like Black Christmas and mm-hmm. all these like, you know, even like the cheese-filled slashers, like even stuff like Gremlins. I saw people don't remake Gremlins like, "Listen, man, it wasn't that good." Mm-hmm. Okay? So, chill the fuck out and you're old. That's <laughs> all I have to say. You're old. Remake suck. No. You just Bro, it's you're biased. You saw if you saw the remake first, 
you'd like it more. Like me, mm-hmm. I saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake before I saw the original because I was like 10 and I liked the remake more. Why? Because it was a better film? Maybe, but probably no, but because I saw it first. And when you watch the original and then you watch the, like a remake and you're like, well, this is different, this is different, and you're just picking out stuff yeah. instead of like going in it with open mind, of course you're going to be an angry-ass old guy with shriveled up balls. Mm. Yeah, I think they they all just got their balls in a shrivel. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, I mean their balls are shriveling up. They're angry. <laughs> they can't get erections, so they gotta they gotta attack movie remakes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm reserving judgment, of course, until I see the film. But exactly, uh, like even the yeah, whole, I'm not gonna hate it right away. Even the whole everyone like LeBron wanting to produce Friday, mm. boh, it's gonna suck, and it's just like a bunch of decrepit old guys just talking. It's like no, bro, you suck. <laughs> let me take you and like the five best people you know. And you go make a movie. Let's see how good your acting, your script writing, you yeah. fucking idiots. Yeah, uh, so I, that's that's a whole thing. And then I mean, just the fact that Jordan Peele is taking a lot of people off. I guess I don't know, but it's it's happening. Whether any of you like it or not, I hope. <laughs> and I'm excited I, for it. I hope they re. I hope they remake all the slashics and all like the classics mm. just to piss people off. I hope <laughs> they remake Sleepaway Camp chopping mall mm. i hope they remake i hope they remake everything <laughs> everything imaginable yeah i know we just had a thing remake in 2011 which is remake which, it again yeah remake it again just to piss the, <laughs> another one that's right that's right they made they remade cabin i can't wait for the chucky remake Every, yeah, everyone's right. so pissy about it all these fucking hipsters <laughs> well you can't touch a classic shut up and go to your coffee shop and drink your coffee like a good little boy so moving let's, on <laughs> let's move on stay tuned for that one june 12th 2020 this next article uh is, is a bit of a sad one a lot of you may or may not be familiar with this uh director but nicholas rogue oh just passed away i believe this uh past week a few few days ago i think oh shit yeah he i was, was just about to watch the witches last night oh yeah uh i've i've seen the witches i've seen don't look now both great films but yeah nicholas rowe passed away not much else other than that to, to share here damn first stan but, lee mm-hmm. then steven hillenberg and now him yeah i know what it's, it's crazy so, 2018 is just a bad year i swear to god yeah that i mean the year's almost over it's got to claim some more victims i guess i don't know but uh yeah go check him out he also did uh the man who fell to earth which isn't really that horror but he's a legendary director he's worked on lawrence of arabia casino royale dr zhivago so rest in peace for sure and uh, i might have to grab my copy of don't look now and watch that again so next up our final bit of uh news here this article just came out today the new dracula has been officially cast and we talked about this before it's a co-production with bbc and netflix and it's going to have Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis uh, penning it. So a new Dracula kind of set back in like the classic, kind of more faithful to the book. And Danish actor Klaes Bang will be Count Dracula. That's the best last name I've ever seen. <laughs> I know, right? Bang. Yeah, and he he looks the part. I mean, I'm glad that they're having a, a European, you know, actor do it because that's what it should be in my opinion. Yeah, I don't... I mean, don't get me wrong, like... I mean, I guess Gary Oldman's European. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. see people from the UK. I see people from the UK as, 
I don't care if you're Scottish or I, you're, yeah. you're British to me. All right. <laughs> British to me. I don't, you know who I look at as European, Italians, Danish people, Swiss people, mm-hmm. Eastern Europeans. No, no one thinks, Hey, what's Europe? UK. Yeah. <laughs> you just think of the UK as the UK. And I'm glad, bro. Bring in the Danish people. Let's, mm-hmm. let's have them. Let's have them. Yeah. I mean, Gary, Gary Oldman's a phenomenal actor. So I loved his comedy anyway, but yeah, I, I mean, the whole story of Count Dracula is set in, you know, in Eastern Europe. So it would be awesome if they had a Romanian guy play Dracula. Then you'd be like 100% accurate. Yeah, it would be awesome. But I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I think this guy really looks the part. I can already see him as Dracula. Um, there's a picture on the article on Bloody Disgusting. So yeah, stay tuned for that. There's uh, still no updates, I, I believe, on like when this is supposed to come out. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. So let's dive into a couple trailers here Puka. that just came out. Yep, Puka. So Puka is a new one coming out on Net, on Hulu. Oh shit! As part of the Into the Dark series, that uh, it just dropped another one, Flesh and Blood, that Thanksgiving. Oh one. yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. I just watched it last week on Hulu. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm behind. I need to watch the first two, but it's it's like a mystery thriller more more than like a straight up horror. But like I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. So but, what's Puka about? So Puka is uh, gonna star Niasha Hatendi, who is playing a struggling actor who gets a job as the newest hot toy in the market. He, he's gonna play like the mascot. And it's called Puka. And uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It looks like the Pokemon Ursa, like that Ursa ring. Is that what it is? That giant barrier with the like, ring on it? I think so. <laughs> but, it, but the Puka has like these huge, like giant circular eyes that are like glowing. I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe. It looks kind of weird. But uh, he plays the mascot and apparently he like goes insane throughout the course of the movie. Oh, shit. Like while being in the costume and stuff. And yeah, it, it looks pretty interesting. And uh, I'm particularly excited about it because it's being directed by Nacho Vigalando, who uh, did VHS, and then he also oh, directed Colossal and Time Crimes. I uh, saw Time Crimes so many times on like my queue, and like I never watched. I it. I just recently watched it. It was actually really good. Was it? Would you consider it mm-hmm. horror? Horror? Um, in a way, kind of, but it's it's a little bit more like sci-fi thrillerish, but. He, he does, well, I don't want to spoil it, but there is like a killer in it technically. So, oh, so well, that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's completely like it, it, it deals with time. So it's kind of interesting, but so I have faith in this because time crimes was absolutely like mind fucking. <laughs> and this is that like, this looks like it's going to be that kind of vibe, you know? So I think, uh, I think it could go well. So be on the lookout for Puka. It's coming out December 7th on Hulu. Oh, that's, that's really, really, really close. Real soon. Next Friday. I actually have a wisdom tooth removal uh, surgery, oh, like on that day. Dude, yeah. dude, Mookie had one of those and he was in like horrible pain. Oh man. Yeah. Well, they're going to put me under and stuff and then hey, I'm going to like chill at home, least, like least the you're, whole weekend. At least so. you're going to get narcotics. Oh, I know. Right. You, yeah, get, you get to get high as fuck off Tylenol threes for like a few days. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be in bed like all weekend. So I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like that excited, but you're only going to be able you know. to chew with the right side of your mouth. <laughs> if any, like if like anything with vinegar no, or dude. salt touches the left side of your mouth, you're going to fucking they're, scream. They're going to, they're going to take them out on each side. 
Holy so f- I'm just going to be like drinking like beef. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to like, <laughs> through a straw. just take like a whole can of goulash and like put it in the blender. Just hit blend and just drink it. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what I'm going to have to do. I think. But oh God. Anyway, th- that's, that's a horror story all of itself. It really but. fucking is. We, could, we should make a movie about wisdom tooth removal. Oh man. Let's call it wisdom. Yeah. After that's a guy removes his wisdom teeth, he has psychic premonitions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're copywriting that. No one take that. Yeah, if you take that, I'll fucking I'll find you. <laughs> so the next one is also Christmas related. Uh, it's called Christmas Blood, oh, which shit. is not a very creative title, but no, that's. <laughs> but uh, the the actual like name of it in uh, in Norwegian sounds way cooler. It's like Yule Blood or something like that. Oh, but uh, yeah, this is a Norwegian film coming from filmmaker Reiner Kiel, who did The House and a movie called Horror. Well, okay, all right, fantastic. <laughs> so this is coming December eleventh on a physical disc in VOD platforms, including iTunes, Amazon Video, and Vudu. And uh, it's basically about like a serial killer who dresses up as a as a Santa Claus. But it looks kind of cool because it seems like it's also going to mix kind of like this, like Scandinavian, like small town crime kind of thing into it with like the cops and stuff. So I don't know. Could be cool. The trailer looked interesting. Nice. Went December 11th? December 11th. Yep. I might check it out. These these fucking foreign films have been <laughs> impressing me lately. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're really good. Uh, some of them are not that good, but these kind of like grittier ones are, I usually find they're they're pretty good. So... The last trailer we have for you guys today is called Perfume. And this is actually yet another adaptation of a novel written by Patrick Suskind called uh, Perfume, I believe. There was another uh, movie of uh, that adapted the book called Perfume, The Story of a Murderer, uh, which was released back in 2006. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's really good. And then it's being adapted again into a series on Netflix, which is coming out in december uh, the 21st actually so this sounds pretty cool because uh it follows a killer who kills people like butchers them and then uses their body parts to develop a perfume that can apparently like oh attract I, anyone oh dude i fucking heard of this one holy yeah. shit okay as soon as you said the premise i was like mm-hmm. oh okay yeah i i saw this i think it was on uh bloody disgusting i was reading about it. actually on their i think something on their instagram or on their on their facebook feed Okay. It was one or the other, but I'm I, I read about this one. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, it sounds that sounds fucking crazy. It sounds really good, and I heard that the movie is really good, so I have to watch the movie. But there's a new series coming out. It's just another reboot, I believe. It's gonna be a shocking contemporary spin on the novel, whatever that means. So yeah, be on the lookout for that one, December twenty first on Netflix. So that's all the news for today, and I think it's pretty much time to get into our next segment find out what we have in store for you in this week's cult corner all right so in this week's cult corner we have a true cult classic dude one of the best 80 slashers mm-hmm. because a lot of people were kind of like piggybacking off of Jason. Mm-hmm. You know, after 1981, every fucking slasher turned into like a summer camp slasher or like a revenge slasher. Mm-hmm. But this was the revenge slasher before Friday the 13th, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. This is prom night.
I will say probably the best disco themed horror movie yes, to ever exist. Yes. <laughs> so the film obviously known for its crazy soundtrack, uh, disco themed prom final act, which is very cool. You actually mentioned that it kind of felt like a Jalo movie almost. Yeah. It, it, it's just a super like creative film. It, There's a lot of like elements. I really liked the score. Mm. It had the classic 80s, you know, cinematography. Not much you could really say about the cinematography because that wasn't yeah. like the main focus. The main focus was more so the mystery of it. And I liked the killer guys because it was just basically a ski mask and like mm. all black, which is like in a lot of Giallo films, you yeah. know, like just a ski mask and a weapon and. He he had like the weird whispers like, yeah. like kinda, you, it really reminded me of a uh, Tenebrae. You remember Spy Spy? You remember was that was that in that one? Uh, didn't you say a Blade in the Dark? Earlier? That one too, yeah. That one too. Okay, Both yeah. of them have like whispering fucking killers. Yeah, yeah that was uh, that was kind of a uh, really reoccurring element in Alagiallo, but I think this one was pretty much. I, I don't know. Like, I noticed it for the first time yesterday. I was like, yo, this, this is like a fucking giallo. Like, kind of, yeah. I mean, y- you mentioned that the cinematography was like not that special, which I kind of agree with. But at the same time, there were kind of some pretty cool shots. There were like the some moments. The beginning, I had yeah. actually, like uh, when the little girl fucking <laughs> dropped. Like, yeah, that. And then also, like, during the actual kills, there were some parts where it would just like go from like one item to another like really fast like shoo, 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 yeah you know? yeah it would just be like like yeah. zoom in on like the dude that's about to get killed exactly, eyeball yeah. like and then like interject the that's, killer's like eye or something or yeah, mask that's, or whatever that's what really made it feel like a giallo film yeah, to, exactly, to me like yeah. that that like like how dramatized it was i think really really yeah. helped like like i was watching it like is there an italian guy make this i don't know paul lynch is it yeah. are there lynches in italia i don't think so yeah, no no lynches in I know italia it's, i know it's called I'm italy i'm not fucking stupid <laughs> italia land all right <laughs> but, but yeah it, no i don't think so but i mean i could see how it would be influenced by giallo definitely i mean oh yeah slashers in general pretty yeah, much i think were, all of them are yeah yeah some so some cool cinematography and really the whole film is pretty dramatized i mean half, really of, half of it is just like them getting ready for prom and then they're just like finding like their pictures with a shard of glass in it in their lockers or whatever which first of all seems kind of impossible but yeah it really does but anyway <laughs> you got you got your stereotypical characters yeah the the good girl played by Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. her goofy, curly-haired, big-nosed brother, and he's like, <laughs> like, you know, that guy. Yeah. Uh, you got your the boyfriend who's extremely nice and always kisses Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm, hi, baby. You but know, kind like, of a douchebag also. kind of a fucking douchebag, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, you have, and it wouldn't be the 1980s without them, the bullies. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you got like the head mean girl, <laughs> Wendy portrayed by eddie benton benton her name's eddie apparently cool yeah. <laughs> maybe short for like edith i don't i don't know <laughs> I, have, I have no idea <laughs> and then uh you've got her and then you've got the other kids who were part of this like kind of secretive group they they bullied and accidentally caused the death of a young girl when they were kids they were playing at like some abandoned building of course because that's what you do as children and she died they hit it and then that's basically what the whole movie's about someone's out taking revenge against these kids because i guess because of her i guess at first like they try to make you think oh she survived or something or right. she's back years later that that's at least back in the 1980s that's what people thought because no one knew if there was going to be a supernatural element mm-hmm. to this film and then the dude shows up starting to kill people yeah well there was that well there was that one scene where 
you know, they like went to the, the cemetery and everything. And so, I mean, I, I didn't really like think that she was alive, but I think they were trying to play it off like, oh, the, the sexual predator who allegedly killed her got out and is going to start killing people again or something. Right. Yeah. But we knew that wasn't it. Cause we knew yeah. a sexual predator didn't kill her. Right. And actually the funny thing is like, so, I mean, if you know who the killer is, then at okay, the, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> say it, say his name, Alex, <laughs> the brother. Yeah. So he, uh, he is actually, I believe in the opening scene with his sister and then he like wanders off or something. Yeah. I believe yeah, if I remember correctly. So it's not like, if you go back to it, you can kind of tell how it foreshadows it, which is nice. Uh, you know, really kind of builds the story well. I wonder why he he took that to heart so much. I mean, it was his sister, like, and these kids just killed her and didn't tell anybody. Well, I mean, yeah. So I, I would have been pissed, I and, guess. But You know, his, his other sister is dating the dude that was responsible for it, mm-hmm. one of the dudes. So, like... How come she isn't like, oh, we were kids. It was an accident. Alex, I don't don't think she ever knew about it. She wasn't there. She wasn't there. And I don't think that he told anyone either. Oh, shit. I thought she was there. I thought. No, no. Yeah, no, she was never there. She didn't know about it. See, that's the thing that makes this movie kind of weird because she's like the final girl. Yeah. The scream queen of this movie. Right. She's like, and she doesn't even know about like what happened or that someone is like after her. Well, not they're not really after her because it's her brother, but. She doesn't know that someone's after like her friends yeah, or like have any idea what's going on until the final act basically where like everyone's dying and her boyfriend is attacked and stuff. So yeah, it's just that, so that thinking about that was kind of interesting to me. I never really thought about it until yesterday, but I was like, she's like not really in on any of this, but she's like the final girl, you know, usually there's like a struggle with the final, final girl, like a physical struggle with the killer. This one kind of, but like yeah, he mean, wasn't trying to kill her, you know, because obviously yeah. it's his sister. But it's ironic because she basically ended up killing him. Almost. <laughs> well, I think, he, I think he did die at the end, but yeah, she like hit him and unintentionally caused like, I don't know, brain aneurysm or something. I have no idea. But. Yeah, because he was stumbling around because he got cracked mm-hmm. with like the back of the axe. Yeah. You'd think he'd survive. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how that even happened. That's bad. <laughs> that's that's bad script all right you're gonna hold the axe facing the right way mm-hmm. and then when you're swinging at him yeah i don't know i mean well i didn't think that she meant to kill him it didn't look that great so yeah it could have been like better than stunt choreography probably but but uh but yeah i don't know it's just kind of interesting because you know he didn't intend to kill her he was trying to take revenge for the loss of a sibling and then she unknowingly basically kind of led to like his death because I'm pretty sure he does die at the end. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's that like character struggle is interesting, I guess. But or the like, the twist rather. But uh, but yeah, overall, I mean, the movie is is great, and uh, it's kind of like my favorite like theme music in like all of horror, probably. It was pretty dope. I like yeah. the. It kind of there was there was one scene in particular. Uh, the scene with the fat dude and the chick after they had sex and they were smoking a joint mm-hmm. and like he was hanging on to the van while it was riding. It kind of, it really reminded me of uh, the town that dreaded sundown. They had that exact same scene in there. Oh yeah. Like oh, there's two two people fucking in the woods <laughs> and then some guy attacks their car, hangs on to the moving car. I like the stalking though beforehand because you just see like mm-hmm. that black silhouette and you hear that music. He's just in the background. You're like fuck, what the fuck yeah. is about to happen? He's about to kill them, but. Where is he going to come from? And then one thing I liked about the cinematography is like when when he was like stalking them, 
you you see him and then once they get into the van it doesn't show you like around the van you're mm-hmm. in the van as soon as you know the the characters are in there but you don't see the killer now which is what i like you know he's out there but you don't know where so like i said before like it's about where you think he is not where he actually is it leaves it all up to the imagination then he just pops out of nowhere and starts stabbing her in the face mm-hmm. so. yeah yeah that was pretty cool i mean I, it yeah. was effective i, I thought it yeah built suspense pretty well and kind of left you uh on the edge of your seat pretty well but yeah there, but those scenes were like kind of few and far between until the final act so for me i thought if i had to give a criticism of it i thought like the beginning maybe there could have been like a little more action or like another person could have died or something like that but it, it did make sense to leave most of it toward like for the actual prom part because it's prom night you know yeah <laughs> So, I mean, I guess I get that, but it still felt like a little slow to me. But yeah, overall, I really liked the movie. Yeah, it was kind of slow, but I, it was super interesting. It was... Yeah, it was. It was one of my, It's one of my favorite 80s slash. Like, mm-hmm. in, in order, The Burning is probably my first favorite. Like, I don't count the rest of, like, the Halloween franchise. Yeah. I'm talking about slashers independent of, of Michael Myers and Jason and Freddy. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, Prom Night would be, like, I would say second. My, my, my first is Burning... Then prom night, and then I enjoyed my bloody Valentine. Those are my top three. Yeah, yeah, I really like prom night. I'm not sure where I would place it, like in my top, whatever slashers. But it was great. It was super nostalgic, and the, one of the things I love most about it is just like how well it, like half the movie was just like a disco yeah. shit, and <laughs> like it still worked as a slasher movie. I just love Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she was. This is probably like, I mean, it's hard to say, but this is probably like my favorite role that she was in just because like we got to see jamie lee curtis doing like the funky chicken and shit yeah like you know (laughs) fighting against an axe murderer yeah she was was, pretty cool she was great bro like she's even if the movie she's like she was in terror train too yeah at you know what since uh since we're gonna uh since since i want to talk about jamie lee curtis's roles in other Mm -hmm. movies i think it's time to move on to our main segment yeah definitely so let us know what you guys think about uh prom night it's definitely a classic it's got the disco theme it's got the cool giallo influenced uh you know cinematography and everything one of the best scores in the 80s slasher too like like you like like you mentioned beforehand like when i mentioned prom night like Mm -hmm. you 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 really like the score and like i was paying close attention this time because like you know i'll watch a movie and i'll be like wow the score was wonderful and then Mm -hmm. i just forget it but like this one i think this one's gonna stick with me this is gonna be one of those rewatchable movies too it's not like you get you get you watch this movie and then you're like well gotta wait two years before i can watch it Mm -hmm. again because it kind of drags on no i mean in my opinion there was some stuff they could have did different like i'm glad the bullies got fucking killed though beheaded and shit but like this was borderline the perfect slasher movie like because it actually had like like real life motive to yeah, why yeah. someone would kill people and the ending was like pretty emotional too it was actually yeah and, and it made sense it, was it wasn't some sad. like big dramatic like he gets gunned down and stuff you yeah know, and it so. wasn't just like like i said some random guy he's from three towns over he loves to skin women like, yeah. what the fuck like yeah yeah i kind of hate those but so fantastic movie and yeah i'll never forget it because uh, even just like randomly i'll have the theme song popping in my head it's like yeah. prom night <laughs> <laughs> everything is all bad. <laughs> I love that's it. my mood forever since 2011 <laughs> that was my mood except when we were at fucking prom i was like doing like the fucking some russian dance and then i fucking slipped 
And the security guard came up to me and was like, stop it. Stop what? Stop fucking falling? Yeah, it's not your fault. I was, that's why I wish I went to prom in the 80s. I would have fell. Someone would have picked me up and we would have started, you know, doing <laughs> the hoot nanny. Like, exactly. Have you ever watched Terror Train? I have, yeah. What do you think, what, what you think about, it, yeah. What do you think about Jamie Lee Curtis in that one? I thought she was... But I, She's dope in every movie she plays, honestly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, she was she was great in that. It's been a while since I've seen it. I gotta watch it again. I'm down but, to, not to watch that shit. I haven't... Yeah. Dude, I haven't watched it. Like, like most of the movies we, we like, like kind of bring up randomly on here, mm-hmm. I haven't watched this one since Fear Net existed on Comcast. I know I talk about this a lot, but that was seriously, like, the best. Every month there was something new mm-hmm. on Fear Net or on, like, fucking... Or you just go to the horror section and they would have stuff from like Showtime and Stars that you could watch too. Gosh, Comcast used to be so good. I miss Fearnet. Yeah, same. But we do have Shudder with all these slashics. Yeah, Shudder's great. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Tra- Terror Train a lot. But yeah, we, we'll have to watch it again. Jamie Lee Curtis is great though. Uh, Prom Night was probably my favorite role of hers, but obviously it's hard to discount Halloween. But... Like when I when I talk about slash slasher movies, I never really include Freddy, Jason, or Michael. When I say like this is my favorite slasher of the eighties, I'm not disregarding mm-hmm. them. Like as slashers, I'm just like yo, those are kings. So like I'm just we're, yeah. we're, we're talking about the cult ones here, you know? Like so like I would say Jamie Lee Curtis, my favorite role besides the Halloween horror movies was Prom Night as well. Yeah, but yeah, I mean she's she's fantastic, obviously, and and arguably the the quintessential scream queen so before we dive further into our main discussion i just wanted to uh give just a few minutes for you guys to hear about some other shows on the sports radio detroit network hi this is chris and this is roger and if you like tigers baseball major league baseball minor league baseball analytics pop culture references movies sports food check us out look for tigers srd on itunes google play or spotify Do you love pop culture? Discussions about pop culture? Ranking and rating treasured pieces of that shared culture against each other? I I mean, I do think Flea's a good bass player. He does what he does very well. And like I said, he's he's a he's like a rock star, you know. He's eccentric. What is so funny? What I just didn't like? know he talked so long about Flea. I, I didn't know anybody had I mean, so many just, feelings. I do. So many. I got feelings. feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Music, movies, television, food, sports, pro wrestling. We are the determination of what is over or underrated across all fields of greater cultural consumption. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and Podbean, or visit us at sportsradiodetroit.com. Over under fair, your final word in pop culture relevance. All right. So in your words, what is a scream queen? My words, a scream queen is usually a badass chick in a movie that always thwarts the killer. And no matter how much he damages her, comes after her, she always gets the upper hand in the end. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good description. The actual, uh, well, from Wikipedia, a scream queen is an actress who has become associated with horror films, either through an appearance and a notable entry in the genre or recurring roles in the genre. So that's like kind of the technical term. Final Girl and Scream Queen to me is like the same thing. You can't yeah. you can't be a Scream Queen if you got killed in the movie. Yeah. Well, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis got yeah. killed in Resurrection, but that was a steaming pile of crap. I don't know yeah. what Rick Rosenthal was thinking when he did that. Like, he did a great job with Halloween too. Why'd you fuck it up? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. that. That I think we all can agree that that she movie was, was... She was the first uh, not good. Scream Queen I actually like even knew about. Like, that was the first... Mm-hmm. You know, movie I watched with a final girl, and like she was just 
fucking up Myers, stabbing him in the neck and the chest and the eye. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She was a badass to me. I, you know, mm-hmm. I never knew she was Jamie Lee Curtis. I never really? knew. Yeah. I didn't know until I watched like Freaky Friday and I was like, she kind of looks like the, the chick from Halloween. And no. <laughs> my, my, my sister Betty, she was like, she is the chick from Halloween. Yeah. I was like, no way. She looks so different. She's like, yeah, Halloween was made in 78, you dipshit. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, there yeah, you she go. was she was my first. So Jamie Lee Curtis has like a special, special place in my heart. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. When I think about, like, if I, if I had to like stay with a woman for, for an apocalypse, I would stay with Jamie Lee Curtis just because like, <laughs> I, I know maybe she can't go through all this shit, but your character sure can. You can do it yeah. too. Yeah, she can channel it. Yeah, she can, she can be Laurie Strode. Daniel Harris too. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many, like for me person. Well, so for me, I think a scream queen, I associate it more with actresses who, you know, n- not primarily, but do, do a lot of horror and they have like a role or two, either, either a role that they're like really well known for and is really popular or, you know, as an actress who's just in a lot of horror. So there are a lot of scream queens personally, like the one that, will always kind of have a, a special place in my heart is probably Heather Langenkamp because yes, yes. A, a Nightmare on Elm Street was like one of the first things I like really watched in horror and I, I loved her in that film. So she, she has a special place in my heart. I love her in New Nightmare as well. I was just bad that she got fucked up at part three. Yeah, same. I mean, I like I liked her role in part three though, but. Oh yeah, same. she <laughs> she was the help, you know, like. Yeah. She was like, the I guess like. I can get you all through this, maybe, but I might not make it through. That's always the, like, screams. That's always the case with sequels. The main character from the previous movies can die. They're not immune to it. Right. Uh, Neve Campbell is also one, like, yeah. she's, like... She's probably my favorite. She's one... She's Her and Jamie Lee Curtis are, like... Yeah. Dude, I fucking love Neve Campbell, bro. Like, Yeah, she's great. Like, I fucking... Like, I love her. Dude, mm-hmm. Scream 1, she took some damage... Mm-hmm. she lost her virginity right so th- yeah. so fucking bill and Stu thought like hey she lost her virginity horror rules say she will not survive mm-hmm. wrong no. part two comes along another piece of shit wants to kill her guess what happens to them dead yeah part three comes around oh it's her long lost brother stabs him in the chest shoots him part four her crazy little cousin emma roberts tries to kill her and guess what happens dead mm-hmm. neve campbell is is the goat for like, real yeah <laughs> jimmy lee curtis is my favorite but she hasn't survived every single myers film Nah, yeah sydney is like the the in my opinion she's like the ultimate final girl dude you know who was like us, you know you know who was a big badass mm. i don't know her name but she played chris higgins in friday the 13th part three Dude, Jason oh, did, yeah. Jason did not lay one hand on her mm-hmm. or damage her at all. At first, when he jumped through that window, she dropped the bookcase on him. She stabbed him in the hand. She stabbed him in the knee. She cracked him over the head with a log. She hung him, hit him with a shovel, and stuck an axe in his head. I've never seen Jason take an ass whooping like that. Even Tommy Jarvis in part six got fucked up. He got strangled underwater, and then Megan saved his ass, you know? Yeah. Chris, Chris Higgins was a fucking badass. Yeah, I agree for sure. I don't remember her name, but I liked her. And then from uh, Friday the 13th part two, I think, Alice. Yeah. I liked her too. The blonde. Yeah. So there there are definitely characters out there that I don't know if I would like necessarily consider Scream Queens just because, you know, maybe like, I just don't know if they reach like that level, but they're still really good, like yeah. final girls and stuff, you know? Yeah. But yeah, Neve Campbell is probably 
my favorite. Not only is Scream, you know, kind of like the whole... It, it's it's both like a meta movie and then it's trying to be like almost anti-meta by exactly. having, knee, you know, Neve Campbell is sitting just like survive the entire time and just emerges like this really like badass figure and by scream four she's like an adult and she's you know she's just seen too much of that shit they kind of they kind of hinted to us like after part one and two and three and Mm -hmm. four that sydney campbell is not gonna die and that scream is not gonna follow the classic you know Sometimes the first, you know, the one, the the girl from the first one can die in the sequels, or if she loses her virginity, eventually she'll die. Like no, Scream mm-hmm. was just like, no, bitch. Neve Campbell is staying alive. Sydney lives forever. You can't, you can't yeah. kill Sydney. Sydney's like Michael Myers, bro. She got fucking stabbed. She got fucking shot. She's been through everything, and she's still like, yeah, I killed four people. Like yeah, you know, exactly, five if you yeah. count Stu. Right. Damn. Think about it. She killed five people. <laughs> Yeah, it's Neve crazy. Fucking Campbell. I yeah. fucking I love Sydney. She bro. just walks around like, yeah, it happened. <laughs> I, I I just like that they built Sydney as like a badass character. Speaking and, of a, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but okay. Speaking of screams, mm-hmm. you, you get it because we're doing scream no. queens and we're talking about scream. Dude, <laughs> Olivia Hussey and Black Christmas mm-hmm. was fucking great. Oh yeah, it's like the scream part of Scream Queen. She had that Phil Bob. Mm-hmm. Please answer me. Please answer me. And then she slammed the door on that fucker's face and then killed her boyfriend. It was great. Yeah. She was a badass too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like not like not in how she handled like she was pretty disturbed when those phone calls were coming through. I would have just been like, hey, fuck her. Eat shit and hung up. (laughs) She was pretty disturbed. But like, I think her fear is what gave her that like that adrenaline surge to fuck Mm -hmm. this guy up. He was hiding behind the door. And she was just yeah. like, how about if I slam this on his head? Like, And she just closed the door mm. on his whole being. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was great. Olivia Hussey's badass. I think she was in another movie. I'm not sure. I think it was... Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, she was in Psycho 4. That's the one. Yeah. Yep. She was also in Romeo and Juliet. But, you know, we'll leave that off. Yeah. <laughs> she, fu- she fucking died in that one. All right. No. Yeah, she was great. And, like, speaking of the actual, like, screaming part of I me, mean, I think that's one of the, like, like quintessential elements of a good screen oh, queen dude, is like housing screen down yeah. oh yeah because like it didn't seem like like and it was 1974 and mm-hmm. let's let's not let's not you know lick the balls of the 1970s and the 1960s a <laughs> lot of people couldn't act yeah her shit felt real like mm-hmm. that was not acting you'll even see movies today phil barb where are you guys this chick was like phil barb mm-hmm. please like she was losing her fucking mind almost felt sorry for her no yeah she was a great she was a great actress bro she was very good and another thing i kind of noticed while you were talking about her and that is that a lot of like the scream queen slash final girls like gradually become badasses but really kind of start off as like they're they're just they're just mostly lucky yeah they just go through on like adrenaline alone basically like most of them don't know like you know any kind of self-defense like close quarter or anything like that they're just like throw you know like a like a baby stroller and you know in front of the killer or and something and he like falls it, and cracks his head it, open it like hits him and then he gains his momentum back and yeah. then all of a sudden he slips it's just luck yeah it's, but it's it's great because it can happen yeah it always happens you mentioned tenebrae earlier i mean yeah. i wouldn't consider the the uh well maybe that was actually i believe if i'm not mistaken 
uh, Daria Nicolotti, who was who was a, a scream queen of of uh, giallo horror film. Oh, she was in Tenebrae. Uh, she was in Deep Red, mostly like the Argento stuff. Uh, so I think that I think that was her at the end, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, she just got super lucky. I mean, what was it? She just like opened the door or something, and that guy got like impaled by. I forget what it was that he got impaled by some metal or, or something like that. And yeah, because he, like, he was because he was about to kill her ass. Yeah, and then so. she <laughs> and then she accidentally was like, "Not today, sir. Not today." Yeah, I don't know if I would consider her the final girl and everything, but I'm just saying, like, you know, for the most part, they really kind of just get by on on luck and and adrenaline, you know. So I, I think that's cool though, because it makes these scream queens, these final girls, so kind of relatable. You know, so you're able to root for them, like, like really wishing harm against the killer. Yeah, basically, I, you know, like wanting them to get away. I swear, I, I mean, I always root for like the final girl, like mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. She was in basically like all the I know what you did last summer's. Well, not all, two out of well, how many was there? Three. Yeah, thanks. I think the she third, was only in the first two. Because the right? third one was about some fucking posi- like some ghost or some shit. Yeah, that one was weird. She was dope though. Like she. Her, her is same thing as Sydney. She just manages to find a way to survive. And like mm-hmm. in part two, like she wasn't even like she's she's kind of not like Sydney because like after part one, Sydney was like paranoid and she was like always ready. Mm-hmm. You know, after part one, Jennifer Love Hewitt was like, oh, let's go on a trip. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like chilled now, no like really PTSD or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like like Jamie Lee Curtis had and like Sydney had and like you know Heather Langenkamp had and yeah, she was a badass. I wish you. I wish Jennifer Love Hewitt was in like more horror. Yeah, I was just going to say like I think out of, you know, everybody, she had some of the biggest potential in my opinion to I be agree. like yeah. a, a real like horror like icon as like a scream queen, but she really only kind of did like I know you did last summer and like a handful of other stuff. But she was great. I mean, I I think it was in the first movie. They're at one of their houses and then she just like gets out into the middle of the road by the car and just like screams into the air and stuff i mean it was good i mean she was a good actress she was a a good screamer you know i think she could have really been a a great final girl slash scream queen but she wasn't in a lot of stuff after that i know that's why i was dude if they just introduce her to more horror like Mm -hmm. they could have had her in the scream franchise at least be one of the victims you know just see you in like something else and i mean who else i think we sarah michelle geller from buffy Mm mm-hmm I mean, she dies in the second grudge, and, but she was pretty good in the first one, but she, was, she wasn't really, like, battling anything. She was just kind of getting tormented the whole fucking movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, her popularity mostly comes off of Buffy, but, I mean, I think that's definitely deserved. She was in, uh, I know but she, she was in last a, yeah. summer as well, and she did not survive. Right. <laughs> she sure as hell screamed loud, though. We'll give that to her. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, obviously, we have to mention Janet Leigh. From Psycho. The mother of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, the, the very first... Yeah, I mean, honestly, she was kind of. I mean, you know, there are there are others maybe before her, but maybe in I don't some think lesser it, known movies. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if anybody really achieved the the scream queen level before her in Psycho. So because that scene is iconic, like mm-hmm. when you, like, dude, how many movies and cartoon shows have emulated the shower scene with? Oh yeah, the guy pulls the curtain back and she's just screaming, ah, like yeah. that she is responsible for like the one of the most emulated horror scenes of all time oh yeah and she wasn't even the final girl which is insane yeah but i mean she became a scream queen just based off of like that one scene basically and she deserves it oh yeah definitely and then you know she gave us jamie lee curtis so (laughs) thanks janet lee (laughs) but uh 
we had to mention her. I also really like Catherine Isabel from Ginger Snaps. She was uh, also in American Mary. She actually kind of plays almost like, well, in American Mary, she does play the killer. And then in Ginger Snaps, you know, she's like the head werewolf chick. So she is, in my opinion, a scream queen on the basis of like she's in a lot of horror movies. But, you know, she kind of doesn't really play like the final girl character. She she plays almost like the villain in most of them. Sherry Moon Zombie, I would say. Yeah. Because she's in fucking... Rob Zombie puts her in everything, so uh, that's yeah. kind of like a default one. I don't want to touch too much on her because, like, no. there's nothing really special. He just throws her in there. Yeah, uh, I agree. modern. Let's talk about modern. Yeah, so modern, like post like 2010. You there know, hasn't, act- actresses. There hasn't been much. Yeah, not really. But I there's mean, th- there's two really, two or three I can think of. The I forgot the chick from uh, American Horror Story, not the Farmiga, but. The one that got kidnapped by Bloody Face, and he made her have his kid or whatever the fuck. Sarah Paulson, that's her. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Sarah Paulson, yeah. Yeah, she's pretty good. I mean, I don't remember, like, what other movies she's been in, but yeah, she mostly does American Horror Story. Yeah, I saw her in American Horror Story, and, like, I always liked her. Jessica Lange, too, Yeah, American Horror Story. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's not really, like, a uh, new emerging, you know, scream queen. I think we can can classify Evan Peters as a scream queen. (laughs) Yeah, most likely. I mean, I would say Emma Roberts and Taisa Farmiga are definitely up there just because, like, as far as modern actresses go, you kind of just have to call them scream queens because not only for their appearances in American Horror Story, but they've been in other stuff. The, the Nun. Conjuring, The Nun. Yeah. Emma Roberts in The Black Coat's Daughter, very good. Oh, I haven't seen that. It, it's it's pretty it's pretty good, man. Um, she was in Scream Four, obviously, and then Chloe Grace Moritz. Actually, maybe like has the best resume out of these people. She did the Amityville Horror, The Eye, Let Me In, Carrie, and she was yeah, Carrie. Yeah, a hell of a resume. Suspiria. So, and then we have got some other emerging talents: Lulu Wilson, the little girl from The Haunting of Hill House, Ouija: Origin of Evil, Annabelle Creation. Mika Monroe, of course, from It Follows. Uh, I would even say Vera Farmiga is like, you know, more of an emerging scream queen. Hell yeah. I mean, the fucking, the conjure, all the conjuring mm-hmm. movies, Annabelle movies and Mrs. Bates and Mrs. Bates Motel. She's, she's everywhere, bro. Yeah, I love her. I, lo- I, I love the Farmigas. They're, they're probably my favorites. Yeah, they, they, they probably kind of have like taken that mantle away. But I don't know if we like have an actress now that is at that jamie lee curtis level no one will no one will ever be that level yeah i mean i don't don't know if i would say ever i mean i hope so but right now it's just kind of like you know everybody is kind of like an american horror story or just doing like these random movies i mean obviously there aren't really that many series anymore so it's kind of hard to have like this you know reigning scream queen kind of come out yeah there's just not too many women taking on multiple roles in horror like you'll see like someone will be on like let's say like stand against evil Mm -hmm. and then that's the only show she's on you know like yeah well i mean i i do think there are like the ones that we've kind of talked about are the ones that are taking up most of the roles oh yeah vera farmiga yeah farmiga chloe grace moore and summer roberts like they're you know when you think of like a horror actress now like they're kind of the the shoe wins you know yeah and then everybody else is still kind of like fighting to get there but like none of these actresses in my opinion have like really taken up that 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 like head role you know like i think uh vera and taisa will for sure i think vera for sure 
Possibly. It, it depends, because, like, I like her in the Conjuring franchise and everything, but she did, like, as the character, she doesn't really grip me as as being, like, the best Scream Queen. Oh, yeah. You know? If... So... I mean, when I when I look at this list, I mean, yeah. of modern ones, I mean... I think Thaisa Farmiga or Emma Roberts could be if they, like, really break out with, like, a certain movie or a certain series or something. I was, I was thinking Emma Roberts. Yeah. A lot of people are thinking Tony Collette now, you know, from Hereditary, the mom. Oh, yeah. She's she's yeah. fucking great. She is really good. So, I mean, if she has some more, like, breakout movies, it could be her, even though she's, like, the, the mom, she's, you know? Yeah, she, but, ne- she needs to be in those, like, those, like family supernatural movies like mm-hmm. that's where you could see all her emotions shine through because like yeah she was like she was spectacular like oh, yeah. her acting was phenomenal and hereditary definitely yeah she's she now that you mention her like i mean so far i like like her acting is much better than mm-hmm. anyone on this list yeah i just don't think she has quite the horror resume to be up there just yet i mean hereditary was good but that alone i don't think would push her to that level you know yeah i think out of like the young actresses i think taisa farmiga might have the best chance because not only does she have the looks but i think she's a great actress and i think she's got a good screen i really enjoyed her Roberts. i really enjoyed her in the nun oh yeah me too and so. in the final girls yeah that's her emotion though like like she has one of those faces. If she's sad, you're sad. So you're like, oh no. Like, right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So that that's perfect. Like you don't want her to die. Never, never, never no, want her to I die. Mike Conroy is obviously really good too. So yeah, they're 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 all kind of up in the in the running. Uh, I think Lulu Wilson in like ten years could be a great scream queen if she keeps doing horror, which. I mean, seems like that's kind of all she's doing. You know, once she uh, appeared in Annabelle Creation, it was like, all right. Or was it Ouija before Ouija Origin of Evil before that? I think Ouija was first, right? This the second Ouija, right? Yeah, that was bef- before before Annabelle. Fuck, was it? No, I th- I think it might have been because Ouija came out in like 2011. Then the next one I think came out in 2013, and then Annabelle had. I think it did come out before Annabelle. Okay, it did come out before Annabelle Creation because that one was like way more recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I I think you know, in like 10 years or something, she could be up there for sure. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, let us know what your, your guys' thoughts are about the the modern kind of like scream queens. We need more. Yeah. We need more ladies of horror. To me, what made 80s horror and slashers like horror was like the final girl and like the, mm. the chicks. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't follow like a dude around who's like, you got to kill this killer. You know, I got to survive. Like, I'd be like, yeah. you fucking... <laughs> Tommy Jarvis is like the only one for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I only like Tommy. Dude, dude, he'd be fucked up. Part four killed yeah. Jason. Part five fucked up Roy mm-hmm. really badly. And obviously Ash. Yeah, a- Ash is like that's <laughs> just a given. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the that's the fucking Godfather, bro. Like yeah, we, for real. We we don't speak on Ash. <laughs> we have if we even talk about Ash, we have to like do an episode where we talk about the original Evil Dead and part two mm-hmm. and and then like the remake and then Ash versus the Evil Dead. Like we have to make a whole episode for him if we're gonna yeah. even talk about uh, it's, him. It's gonna happen because I'm a huge Evil Dead fanboy, so. Oh, dude, I can't, I can't wait to like rewatch like one, two. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna marathon like all of it. I am too, cause mm-hmm. they have, I know they have most, I know they have Evil Dead on Tubi, mm-hmm. the original. Evil Dead Two, I think, is on Prime. It's on some, some. Yeah. It's on Prime. I'm pretty sure. Army of Darkness is the only one I'm not sure about. Yeah, and, I can't find that anywhere. One, but you'd have to like fucking. Yeah. I have to buy the DVD if I want to watch that. I think I have both the DVD and the Blu-ray if I'm not mistaken. Or I could just buy it off Comcast. I think it's like ten yeah. bucks. Yeah, you could do that, but, but yeah, I mean, so Scream Kings is a, is a whole other topic, but, uh, 
Yeah, I was just going to say one last thing. I mean, kind of about the Tony Collette thing and then related to sort of like, you know, in the 80s, all the Scream Queens were like these young girls because that's what the thing was now. You know, now with like how feminine driven horror is becoming, Mm -hmm. you know, or like how female driven horror is becoming, we're starting to see a lot more actresses of, of all ages, of all ranges, you know, whatever kind of stepping up and being in this horror movie. So, I mean, I think that's the thing, too. There are just a lot more actresses now that are doing movies. Yeah. So, that's why you don't see quite as many actresses in, like, multiple roles. And horror I movies guess, horror movies don't get that much attention. Yeah. Unless they're by, like, Blumhouse or by Ghost House Pictures. Yeah. It's, it's changing for sure. But, like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of why, like, Vera Farmiga is up there because people watch a lot of Blumhouse and stuff. And, oh, yeah. You know, that's that's, like, the reigning horror production company right now and and at least in theaters so right now the scream queen champ i would hmm who's the champ of modern age i I would say right now it's it's see it's hard like i don't know if i could crown one that's the thing yeah that's that's i think it's gonna take like a real breakout film or like a series like a new series with like a new lead girl chloe grace moretz is probably my choice since in terms of like like quantity like she's i would say she's been yeah in a her lot resume more. is probably like she's the been best. yeah like her resume is the best so i think she needs especially after like suspiria mm-hmm. she needs to like like fuck it call blumhouse <laughs> be like hey i know you watched my movies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know i mean we'll see if she keeps landing like a lot of really good roles where she like ends up being like the badass survivor girl kind of thing i think she I think she'll get there. Even if she ends up being the antagonist, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll watch it. <laughs> I just feel like she's going to end up doing more almost like art house more indie stuff after Suspiria and everything now, you know, kind of like uh, Kristen Stewart, like that kind of thing. I don't oh, know. God. Like I'll, I remember her, Kristen Stewart. She was in The Messengers. I remember that was the first movie yeah. I saw her. And then like the Twilight thing happened and I was like, oh, well, yeah. never want to watch them. You know, I never watched The Messengers after I watched it in theaters. I was going to and then I found out She's in Twilight, so I was like, fuck Twilight. I was like, I'm never watching The Messengers ever again. Yeah, she's her acting is actually getting quite better now. Um, and I like a couple of movies she's been in like recently. But yeah, she, I don't think she's anywhere even like close in the Scream Queen discussion. Because no. twi- none, of, none of that Twilight shit counts, no, obviously. That's not fucking, so. It's not fucking horror. Nope. It's fucking fantasy drama. Yeah. So uh, let us know what you guys' thoughts are about the conversation. I kind of want to, you know, because... We're still kind of talking about Scream Queens here, but in the next segment, we've got uh, an actress in this film who I, I think maybe can make a case as a potential, you know, Scream Queen in the future. So we're going to talk about that in this week's Chopping Block. And this week's Chopping Block... We've got a brand new Netflix original horror film. By Blumhouse. By Blumhouse. Hey, the last piece of shit they released, Truth or Dare, that wasn't so great, so... <laughs> no, I, did you watch it finally? Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't like it. Snapchat filtered demonic shit. Yeah, that was, that was bad, but the new one, Cam, directed by Daniel Goldhaber, starring Madeline Brewer as Alice, uh, just came out, I think, over, like, last week. I watched it finally over the weekend. And uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk for, about first it. First of all, kind of going off of the uh, Scream Queen discussion, I just want to talk about the, the leading lady here a little bit. I really liked her. I, yeah. I really liked her. Madeline Brewer as Alice Ackerman slash Lola. 
uh, did a great job. She's been in some other stuff before, but I feel like this is going to be a breakout role for her. I, I hope it is because Netflix yeah. is out there and hopefully like... I mean, it is Blumhouse, so hopefully they start mm-hmm. adding her to like more movies be- at, at, be cool. as one of the main characters. We don't yeah. need her as a fucking side. This is my cousin. No, <laughs> we don't need her. We need her at the forefront. Dude, when yeah. she... Spoiler alert. When she starts bashing her fucking head into the fucking table, I was like, this chick <laughs> is badass as fuck. Yeah, no, she gave an, a phenomenal performance, in my opinion. Really layered. Uh, you know, she kind of has to like lose her mind in this movie. Yeah. But she also plays like this cam girl, so... It's it's a role that we don't see all that often, except you know by real cam girls. But that's not what we're talking. I don't about. watch that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so I mean, she has to she has to play this cam girl, and at the same time, she kind of has to play like I don't know. It's hard like herself that's not herself. You know, I'm, I'm talking. I'm referring to her character, of course. So the, the movie basically concerns this cam girl, who after like one day she logs in. And she sees that her like show is live, but she's not streaming. And she sees someone that looks like herself there, but it's not her. And so this, she, this happens as soon as she breaks into like the top 50 most viewed cam shows. Right. Yeah. Actually, it, it's pretty funny because it happens literally right after she like passes out from that yeah. <laughs> from that machine or whatever. Like she just like has a Oh man. She basically has like a death gasm. Yeah, death gasm. How uh, dare you? We need, I need to watch that. Oh it's it's great. Is it? Yeah, I haven't really watched it. it. I've seen it so many times on my it's queue so and I just roll by it. I'm like, wow, that this name sounds good. Yeah. It's cheesy funny, but then there's like all this like metal and you know heavy metal like horror and stuff. It's it's pretty great. Lola in this movie mm-hmm. does a great fucking job. I've yeah. sh- dude I haven't seen acting that goods yeah in a while in a, i mean in a, she in a while especially like modern day mm-hmm. besides like tony collette like who's fucking amazing mm-hmm. this chick made me actually like feel for her like yeah. in this film because like i don't know at certain points i forgot i was watching a movie i just wanted i was just hoping that she fucking mm-hmm. fixes everything and she was getting ostracized by her family well her mom and her brother once they found out she was doing doing the nudie cams and yeah. whatnot <laughs> She's like, I watched your show. I'm all for the women empowerment. <laughs> Mom, that's not me. Of course it's not, honey. Of course it's not. <laughs> right, yeah. That shit was hilarious. Super super patronizing, but yeah, she did great. I mean, it really f- felt like a pretty realistic performance. They developed the shit out of her character, like, because mm-hmm. she, like, throughout the whole movie, she just wanted to be in, like, the top 10 so bad. And, mm-hmm. like, you see what she's going through to do this, you know? like Yeah, she has ambition. Yeah, she does have ambition. <laughs> it's funny, though, once her account gets fucking taken over, like... At no point when she's like, man, we should probably just get a real job. <laughs> right, yeah. She's just like, nope, I got to show titties and ass and I got to... Yeah. What the fuck was she doing at one point where people were paying... They were like get, paying her coins to like, eat that steak with your hands. What yeah. the fuck is wrong? <laughs> Who the know, fuck man. is out... Bro, perverts are weird, bro. Bro, think about how many weirdos are out there that would just... Think about... If you're a girl and if you're listening to this, think about it. If you're a woman... There mm-hmm. is someone out there that would pay you like five hundred dollars to watch you eat chicken. Yeah, that's pretty Think crazy. About that it's pretty crazy. We're not advocating for you to like do that shit, but no, it's I'm not crazy, advocating yeah. it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's definitely it's, it's part of like the message of the movie, you know. So she did a phenomenal job. I think that her character was written very well, Dude, and I think was, she, she has the potential to be like up there. That was like one of the most developed characters in mm-hmm. a 2018 movie that I've seen. Yeah, even Jamie Lee Curtis her character and her daughter and her granddaughter in halloween weren't like as developed mm-hmm. as this chick and tony collette was was though in hereditary yeah. uh i mean yeah the, the, the a quiet place too 
yeah quiet place yeah uh she was very good in that as well uh yeah madeline brewer in this great very multi-layered performance she has to play this like ambitious cam girl and simultaneously play like this random like entity yeah i don't know what it was but they never that's what yeah so So let's talk about the movie yeah Yeah. so spoiler alert they did not tell you what this entity was just for some reason after chicks like break into like the top 10 they get replaced which is so here's what well not not but yeah like it is like randomly like takes over girls that it wants that are popular or something yeah so like like it's what i saw like it took over that black girl's account Mm -hmm. but she was still like in there in person and it was her right but she was like yeah apparently i don't want to spoil it but yeah it was it was it was interesting like i didn't that's i was like wait a minute why is she still in real life yeah if when you break the top 10 your shit gets taken over that's what kind of like yeah i don't know so yeah there were there were some kind of inconsistencies so they made they made body doubles for these these other chicks but not for this one that they're all right we'll replace her on the screen she'll never figure it out like yeah i don't know there were there were some holes in the writing for sure that was probably my biggest gripe with the film i mean yeah otherwise I, i thought her performance was great the the cinematography solid the the score pretty solid nothing like really memorable for me that much but the overall like subject matter the substance of the story was definitely good i mean it was it was it kept you interested in it for sure i just don't think it ended up like really delivering like finally you know like that that satisfaction yeah because at the end it was kind of left open-ended like Mm -hmm. fuck is it about to happen again because we saw what happened at the end like Mm-hmm. you know she kind of came full circle that's why i think her character was really written well because at the end of it she like she was still ambitious but i'm gonna stop spoiling everything but performance and the character great actually i mean all the characters actually like pretty good even though hers was really the most developed and the the focal point of the film obviously but uh yeah definitely some holes in the writing the pacing i thought was like okay yeah it's for, like some moments it was like all right, some guy's paying her to eat. All yeah. right, some guy's paying her to, you know, lick her toe or whatever the yeah. fuck. Like, 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 we really have to show you multiple instances of, like, they just, how exactly she's a cam girl. Well, they got to they gotta show us how weird dudes can be. Because yeah. nowadays, with the internet, weirdos can gather and be like, yo, <laughs> I like to see women put on deodorant. And you'll find at least a thousand other people, yo... I also like that. And they'll like pay to watch it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely like a huge theme in the film is just guys being dickheads. Guys are <laughs> fucking weirdos. Yeah. And and well obviously it's like a whole commentary basically on the whole like cam girl subculture and just I, I, porn in general. I like it cuz I know? haven't I haven't seen a cam girl movie yeah it's part of this one oh dude it's super original like you said on that text message bro like it was like a innovative film like Mm -hmm. it hasn't been done before and it was a good idea like i think there's a lot of subject matter that hasn't been touched yet yeah but we can't think of it because like it's so like trivial that like you would never think to make a horror movie about something like that Mm -hmm. oh let's make a horror movie about a cam girl let's make a horror movie about a guy who collects stamps and some supernatural (laughs) shit happens don't fucking steal that from me yeah possibly but i mean obviously the whole cam girl thing is kind of a sensitive topic because it has to deal with sexploitation and you know all this kind of stuff so and and you know people basically abusing these girls i mean there are multiple uh parts of the movie where you know like something terrible is happening to alice or lola whatever you want to call her 
and there are just like a whole bunch of guys just like tipping her you know like yeah, yeah i want to see more you know like, like hurt she, yourself like she fucking fakes like uh doing something to herself mm-hmm. and people start tipping her rid- ridiculous amounts like, yeah it's like dude if she's gonna do that she's not gonna need money <laughs> right exactly yeah so i mean th- there's there's a whole underlying thing about you know women uh being abused and and put on a pedestal and treated as objects and everything like that which i mean that comes across pretty clear as day in my opinion at least so i think the message is definitely pushed through the film is like super trippy so it's kind of hard that's to what like, i really <laughs> liked about it though like yeah Dude, the first time the when, when the first time when she like fucking saw that that other chick who is also her but yeah. not her was on her feed, like the look on her face was just priceless. The whole yeah, way. it was. Yeah, it was. It was a pretty innovative. Honestly, like the whole thing of the entity kind of reminded me of It Follows. Yeah, that's that's what I thought too. But yeah. dude, I liked it. I'm not gonna lie, I liked It Follows much better. And like, mm-hmm. I'll rewatch that shit any day. Cam too. Like Cam is a like the thing I like about this movie. The acting mm-hmm. is great yeah uh cinematography trips you out a lot like mm-hmm. it's it's really like suspenseful like it's i don't i don't know how to how to explain it technically because i'm not that type of guy <laughs> but yeah. the the score eh, nothing really special nothing yeah really memorable like like you know house by the cemetery nothing like that you know mm-hmm. um character development that's like the number one thing i mean this this shit has never been done before i just thought it was a it was written very well. I liked the script. It wasn't a lazy script at all. Yeah. But I felt like you said, like the delivery and like the final climax was sort of, yeah, just like mm-hmm. the execution. It's like oh, it, yeah. oh, she she got it. She's smart. Like and that was it. Like yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, you guys will like see the, if you watch it. But. I like that it was left open ended. Like yeah, sort kinda. of like it. <laughs> at least in the sense that we don't know what happens next. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like that there was no explanation as to yeah why what was going on was going on yeah so that's kind of why i related it to it follows because in that movie it's kind of the same same kind of deal you know so it's, it's almost like you have to approach it metaphorically almost because you're not even you're not sure like what is happening it's like basically you become a different person once once you let all your ego infiltrate your psyche yeah and then i guess you become so full of yourself and then you don't feel like yourself. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you obviously got the struggle with family. Oh, now my family knows. Everyone's judging you. Mm-hmm. And you just want to you just want to be yourself. And you can't because you feel like someone else is you. Yeah. And you are someone else. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely powerful messages throughout this film. But there were some flaws. So, oh, yeah. finally, is it safe or is it chopped? It's safe for me. Mm-hmm. I would check it out. But don't expect like fucking hereditary level yeah. of greatness or summer of 84 mm-hmm. this is this is not in my top 10 horrors of 2018 mm-hmm. it's probably gonna be in the 15 though you know okay it's probably like number 13 through 15 somewhere mm-hmm. yeah well i mean we're we're still making our list you know we still haven't seen uh what's it called hellfest uh yes I mean, there's, there's still a few we haven't there seen there was Bloodfest. i know I, I fucking love that movie yeah i still have to okay i still have to finish Dude, it you, yeah really have to watch that it's it it ends up getting crazy and the twist you wouldn't expect yeah i mean so i have to watch that cam i still have to kind of decide where i rank it but it's it's safe for me too i think you should definitely check it out but again there are some flaws some holes kind of in the story itself 
And there are times in the movie where like, you know, it's, it's being done well. Like we see, you know, her life and how this is affecting her and everything and the transitions and everything are are pretty good. But I, I feel like there are some times where like, I don't know, they could, they could have cut it down or like cut out a scene or just threw something else in there possibly. So yeah, check it out. Let us know what you guys think about it. Cam on Netflix. It is now out. So that's going to wrap it up for the chopping block. Yes, yes. Cam is safe. Go watch it mm-hmm. immediately. Don't go in there expecting to be fucking wild and ooh. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mostly mystery. Yeah. And I, I mean, a lot of people like it. I mean, it's definitely a good technical achievement for sure. Not one of the best Blumhouse movies, though. Yeah. And I mean, possibly it's, one of the worst Blumhouse movies. One of the, the yeah. and that's not saying anything. Like, they make a lot of movies. So there's going to be shit that mm-hmm. kind of that you, you get a whiff of as it flies by but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but definitely check it out. It I I think you should. Yeah, if you like Blumhouse style movies, you you'll like this one. Yeah. And honestly, it's uh, for me it's like still pretty different for a Blumhouse movie, so. Yeah, I mean, it's still mm-hmm. has that Blumhouse feel though. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, let us know what you guys think about it. You can uh, do so on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And let us know who your favorite Scream Queen is. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis and Neve Campbell for me. Those are my two, like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't care if Jamie Lee Curtis is old. I'll marry her now. I'll marry Neve Campbell, too. I don't care if she's married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have quite a few favorites. And we, we didn't talk about, you know, quite a few of them, too. Like, you know, those kind of, like, 2000s. Scream Queens and stuff like that. But, oh, but yeah. Yeah. But let us know what, what uh, who your guys' favorite is. Let us know what you guys think about all the movies and the news we shared in this episode today. Like I said, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Grave Discussions. And then we have a website, gravediscussions.net, where you can listen to the newest episode and go check out a whole bunch of other horror goodies. Yeah, we did one written review. We got another one coming soon. I, I feel like it's, it's time to write another written one. Yeah. If you want to check out our host bios, you're like, who the fuck are these guys? Yep. You know, and why the fuck should I care about what they say about horror? Well, you should. Barnabas here is qualified, and I've been obsessed with the genre since I was five. I've seen almost every Hollywood horror movie. Yep. Yeah, we know what we're talking about. We fucking know, all right? I, not like Wikipedia we know. Like We're like watch movie documentaries about the movie. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for episode number 38. Yes, it is. And remember... And always keep us in your hearts. And we will see you next week and the week after and the week after that 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 on Grave Discussions. This has been an SRD production.